0: Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors that make this all possible. First, we want to thank Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your athletic department by going to hometownticketing.com and talking to their professionals. Hometown Ticketing. Simple and easy online ticketing. We want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support. You know, Wall of Fame has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement some of their existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense. Has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violentdefense.com for more information about their great products. We also want to thank Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile, and desktop apps smart cameras like the huddle focus and a whole lot more huddle is also built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs and even the pros use huddle to help their teams perform at the highest level you're in pretty good company with over 6 million users including your student athletes a lot of their parents and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids if you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes, go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. We also wanna welcome Final Forms to the Educational AD Podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but you gotta know this, Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility, reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and athletic forms, can help with team communication, attendance, and even certification management for coaches. For ADs, final forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it is secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time you talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake and see exactly what Final Forms can do for you and your program. And of course, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack who sponsored the Athletic Directors Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic department. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're going to Nashville, Tennessee today, and we're going to be visiting with Michelle York. Michelle's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the associate head of school over athletics for the Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. Uh, Michelle, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Jake. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, we're excited to hear what's going on in uh, Nashville. It's going to be the site of uh, the NIAAA National Conference uh, in December. So uh, you've been there before, always had a great time and and looking forward to seeing you and some friends. But let's go and get started. Uh, We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that five-minute bio, uh, where you were born, where you grew up, went to school, and kind of how your path has led you to your position at Lipscomb Academy.
1: Yeah, I'd love to tell you about that. Um, Just feel really blessed to be where I am right now. I'll start with that at Lipscomb Academy. Um, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, went to a small Christian school there, very similar to Lipscomb Academy, actually, in Skyview Academy in Memphis. And Um, was a multi-sport athlete and chose at the end to play volleyball uh, in college and so I started off my journey at and maybe one of the only athletes to be able to say this in this era in that era then I started off at Mississippi State and stayed there one semester Um, quite often happens with a lot of athletes uh, coaching change when I first went in and Uh, Didn't end up being quite what I wanted it to be. And so I transferred interconference to Ole Miss. Um, Had to actually sit out a year and a half, um, which was a long time for an athlete to sit out. But I learned and grew so much during that time and what I think really helped me later in my coaching career um, and as an AD, you know, as well. And so uh, stayed at Ole Miss, played there, had a, a great career, great time, and then moved right into coaching. Um, became an associate uh, or an assistant coach um, right after. So I graduated or finished in December and in January, before I even graduated, I was an assistant coach there at Old Miss, a graduate assistant. And then I ended up staying there over the course of 10 years. I had a little stint at Christian Brothers uh, University in Memphis for two years as a head coach. And uh, we were still living in Oxford, Mississippi at that time. And so I uh, ended up going back to Old Miss for a second stint, um, which Old Miss is just a tremendous place. And, and what a blessing to be able to coach in the SEC. And, um, you know, I know you talk about mentors a lot, and we may get to that in a little bit, but one of my mentors was the head coach there that I worked with. Um, so just a tremendous time. And then my husband, who I met and married in Oxford, uh, is a minister. And so we ended up moving to Indianapolis, Indiana uh, for a church up there, and so had three boys at the time, moved to Indianapolis, and um, the small school there, Heritage Christian, um, they ended up, they were looking for a volleyball coach, and so um, just a fun quick story, uh, you know, coming straight from Division One coaching, and they called me up and said, hey, we're looking for a volleyball coach, and we'd love for you to think about that. We know your kids are going to go to Heritage, and I said, well, I'm not really interested in high school coaching at this point. And they said, well, great, it's sixth grade. And so going from <laughs> sixth grade head coach to, um, you know, coming from the Division One level. Mm-hmm. But what that really taught me is my love for the game. It reminded me, you know, the basics and how I loved interacting with kids. And that grassroots level is so important. And so um, did that for a year, coached the varsity team. The next year it came open. I think I lost you. So moved straight from um, sixth grade into the high school team. And I actually did that for the course of 16 years, uh, which I love doing. It was a lot of fun and um, had just some great, tremendous teams, but also getting to know the families. It's different at the high school level than the college level. And the fact that you get to work with parents and get to know them better and, and see these student athletes grow, you know, from their freshman to their high school or to their 12th grade year when they leave high school. Uh, What a tremendous blessing that was to have that experience. And during the course of that time, I also uh, was an assistant AD and then moved into the athletic director role um, probably about six years into that. And so have been doing that since and uh, ended up at Lipscomb Academy. It was just really a, um, what I truly believe was a God Uh, led moment. And so uh, my three boys went to Lipscomb University. I have one still going there. And so the job came open at the academy. And we're one of the very few schools that are a campus school on the actual campus of a university. And so uh, having the opportunity to come here and Lipscomb is just a really neat and innovative um, place. And so we've enjoyed being here, plus being back in the South. So we've enjoyed it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, um, I was talking with another uh, guest earlier who had a a college uh, background, you know, started with, you know, GA and and did some coaching. We just talked about um, how much fun that is. I coached small college for several years, uh, but I I think a lot of people who haven't had that college experience, uh, they tend to glamorize. uh, And there certainly is, it's a lot of fun, but there's also incredibly long hours Uh, as I described it, mind numbing work, and not always the biggest paycheck. So uh, again, I I think that probably gave you some pretty good perspective, as you became an AD, uh, again, at some private schools uh, that might have some budget challenges. So uh, we're going to talk more about that transition from, uh, you know, coach, uh, middle school coach to AD. Uh, But let's take a quick break for our listeners. We are visiting with Michelle York, Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and she's the Associate Head of School over Athletics at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Huddle for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their athletes play better. Huddle's a complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics, but there's a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company. With over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program, and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we're visiting with Michelle York. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Michelle, uh, you mentioned earlier that you you were a Division I coach, coaching at the highest level, and then you were approached to coach uh, middle school volleyball. And for me, and I'm sure for you too, it, it it just kind of underscored the importance of having great coaches at those entry level positions. You just don't throw somebody out there to coach your middle school kids. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about you know that experience, and then also transitioning from the coach to the AD, where now instead of coaching middle school kids, you're you're coaching coaches. Uh, can you share those experiences?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think one of the things that first struck me um, moving from the Division One level to the middle school level was the importance of not only really good skill coaches, but coaches who understand the level at which they're coaching. And so middle school takes a lot of empathy. It takes a lot of understanding. It takes a lot of um diversifying and how we teach skills. And so here I went from division one where you have a group that comes in and they already know how to throw a ball properly to someone who doesn't even know how to throw a ball, much less serve a ball over a net or uh, different skill levels there where you have underhanded servers to overhanded servers. Um, And then just really realizing where they were, you know, individually as um, student athletes, figuring out why they play the game. You know, we as coaches really determine sometimes whether their love continues or not for that game. And so helping them keep it in perspective of uh, this is supposed to be fun. You know, athletics at the end of the day is supposed to be fun. And so that was really, um, I love that. I had a great um, coach that I worked with um, alongside. She had been doing this for a while. She ended up coaching sixth grade for like 17 years, just showed her passion and love for that age. Um, So it was fun to work alongside that. Um, I think the thing that I took with me from that experience into the AD role was, again, making sure as I hired coaches that I wasn't just looking for someone who checked a few boxes, um, meaning the skill set or, you know, for us, we were a faith-based institution. Were they a kind person who understood the spiritual side of it? But did they see the whole athlete? Do I see what, when I'm working with the 10 year old to 11 year old, do I see who they are and what they bring with them? And that at that uh, level for us anyway, it wasn't about winning necessarily on the scoreboard, but it was about helping them win in that moment, you know, for them individually.
0: You know, that, that's so true, Michelle. Uh, you, and we talked a little bit about during the break, you know, you, you just can't, you know, put somebody out there for middle school. It's the foundation for all of your other programs. Um, share a little bit about your experience, again, as you made that transition from coach to AD, you know, what were some of the things that maybe surprised you, um, some challenges, or, or maybe some of the rewards that's, that's kept you uh, in the profession?
1: Well, I had the privilege of coaching and being AD for a few years. And so that was very rewarding. Uh, the challenge I found in that is I found myself as I wanted to become the best A D that I could become is being pulled from my sport to be the best AD to be available for my other coaches, or vice versa, you know, being pulled by my sport and not being available uh, to my coaches. And so I made the hard decision. Um, Fully supported by the school I was at and the administration uh, to keep doing both. They were kind of disappointed I was going to step away from the coaching. Uh, But just, you know, they supported my decision that I wanted to make sure that I was available and trying to um, coach the coaches, the terminology you've used, um, you know, and be available to them all the time. So that was a bit of a challenge. Um, The things that I've learned, um, I love being an athletic director. And the things that I love about being an athletic director at the high school level, is that you get to not only coach coaches, you get to uh, work with parents. And you don't hear AD say that a lot, that they enjoy that part of it. Uh, But I do, it's an educational process. And I think we are all called in the moments, especially that we find ourselves in now, helping to educate our parents on their role as a parent, uh, their role Uh, as a fan. What does that look like? Um, Their role in supporting athletics, supporting their student athlete. Um, These athletes are called to so much these days. And, you know, how do I support them at home? How do I support them in the classroom? How do I support them uh, in their endeavors outside of athletics? Um, And so that's been uh, one of the more enjoyable pieces of being an athletic director to me.
0: Uh, you mentioned parents and um, the NIAAA just released uh, a new LTI course uh, in December uh, partnering with parents, which uh, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to be part of that team along with one of your Tennessee uh, leaders, Mike Elson, you know, who's yeah. a good friend. So uh, it's it's no longer, you know looking at it from an adversarial position um, and keeping them at arm's length, which is really kind of my style. 20 years ago when I started as an AD Uh, but being proactive and reaching out and bringing them in as you said giving them their role okay you're part of the program this is what we need you to do very good stuff okay yeah for our listeners once again we're visiting with Michelle York she is a certified master athletic administrator and she's the associate head of school over athletics at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville Tennessee We're going to be back with some more wisdom but uh, we're going to take another quick break here from our sponsors this is the educational ad podcast we want to thank our newest sponsor final forms and welcome them to the educational ad podcast final forms is the industry leader in registration but you got to know this final forms is more than just athletic registration final forms is a team it's technology and it's a service for schools in the areas of compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. It has reminders for parents regarding policies and physicals and forms for student athletes. Can help with team communication and attendance, uh, certification management for coaches. And for ADs, Final Forms can help with eligibility, can help with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk as an athletic director. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we're visiting with Michelle York. She's a Certified Master Athletic Administrator, and she's at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. Michelle, in our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and particularly mentorship. So who are some of the mentors that you've had in your career that have helped you along the way?
1: Uh, I think mentors are so important uh, to who we are, who we become. Um, just to have as a resource, uh, and I've had some great mentors, um, very blessed, uh, first and foremost, my parents, you know, they have been great mentors my entire life, my mother was an educator uh, in inner city Memphis for 25 years, and just what I learned from her, and her compassion, and uh, empathy for others, uh, was just tremendous, my dad was a self-made uh businessman. He was on the same corner, small business for over 55 years. And just so his work work ethic, the consist, sorry, consistency for what it took uh, for him to do that for 55 years through all kinds of um, economic, you know, downturns, um, just watching that really uh, set who I am as a person and what's important to me. And I think my uh, work ethic and, and faith for sure I've had tremendous bosses uh, every place that I've been, from Old Miss to Heritage Christian to now at Lipscomb Academy, um, who are growth mindset always push you to be uh, better, to find innovative ways to continue. Um, COVID, you know, is a, was a very difficult time for athletics and athletic directors. We found ourselves in a place in Nashville where uh, it was just uh, shut down you know, at times. And we had, um, I had bosses who were like, you can find a way you can uh, create something to get your teams to compete. And that's what we did. And they were able to compete. We were some of the only ones at the beginning who were competing. Um, So just some, you know, mentors and things that I look leaders who really push us to be the best version of ourselves um, has been so, so good for me.
0: And I'm sure now you're returning that favor and mentoring a, a new generation. So I w- I just love to hear the stories. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Uh, we, we've already mentioned you're a certified master athletic administrator, and we have a lot of listeners who are just starting their journey with NIAAA and, and maybe even their state association. So I think it's important to share those stories. So how did you get involved at the state level? And then how did that turn into your involvement with NIAAA?
1: I can't say enough great things about the NIAAA. Um, I, again, I came from a collegiate setting. My two years that I was in um, administration and coaching at Christian Brothers University, I was actually a senior women's administrator, uh, did some compliance things. And so uh, when I found out about the NIAAA becoming a high school athletic director, uh, it just meant the world to me. That training, that preparation, uh, I didn't have any training as a high school athletic director. I had other stuff that came with me, obviously, and skill sets. but being able to use them and utilize the classes, especially, um, that they offered was um, just a huge part of my becoming the best athletic director I could be. Uh, had someone first reach out to me in Indiana, you know, and said, why don't you come to the state conference? And so really that's where I first learned about it. Um, Got involved with the um, LTI classes and, um, you know, took every one I could. I'm an avid learner, avid reader. And so wanted to get involved there. And then from there started teaching classes and uh, served on the diversity committee for the state of Indiana. And um, so I just am a big proponent of that. Um, I require all of my assistant ADs to take classes and to become a part of the NIAAA and their state you know, association, whether it was in Indiana or here. And so I am like you, I'm just a big, you know, go take the classes, be a part of it. Um, it will make you better. Uh, and not only that, just the resources that you gain through the people you meet. Um, it's one of my greatest things I love about being a high school AD is um, there aren't a whole lot of original ideas, we just steal from each other, right, and, and, and uh, keep using it, and we all make it better, you know, but it's just a great community that you also build through the NIAAA, and for us, the TIAAA here. Right,
0: and, you know, you, you mentioned a, a great point there about the collaborative nature of ADs. Uh, as a coach, you know, you can probably remember uh, I certainly do, uh, that coaches tend to keep things close to the vest. You know, you don't want to give away your secrets, but ADs can't wait to share an idea or something uh, with another AD. So right. very, very yeah. cool. We're going to do this at the end of the podcast, but if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, find out how you do things at your school, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you?
1: Oh, I would love that. i love to share uh, they can get in touch with me through email, mwyork at lipscomb, L-I-P-S-C-O-M-B dot um, i I'm also on our website, and they can find all my information there.
0: And I'm going to bet your information's on the NIAAA portal as well. So, yes. Yeah. Again, we're visiting with Michelle York. We're going to be back with some more. Let's take another break and hear from one of our sponsors that make this all possible. This is the Educational AED Podcast. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every single year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. We're back with Michelle York from Lipscomb Academy in Nashville. Michelle, this is the time in the podcast where we let you do a little bit of bragging. Uh, We always try to share some best practices. So what are some things that you do when you look back or look at your program? Um, I like to say with equal parts pride and humility, uh, what are some things that you can say, boy, we really do a great job? What are some best practices at Lipscomb?
1: Yeah, Jake, first I'd have to tell you that we have tremendous coaches. I mean, I just can't tell you um, how much I love these coaches. I brag on them all the time. The, the time and effort that they give, and I know that happens across all of our schools, right? And so I, every AD can hopefully say the same thing about their coaches, but I think I have the best coaches around the nation, and um, top to bottom, every one of them um, is just, a tremendous person and what they do. And I'm so proud to put them in front of our student athletes and our parents uh, to be those mentors that we talked about earlier. And I hope they're the ones that when somebody's on a podcast, you know, 15 years from now talking about their mentors, they mention their coaches here. Um, you know, some of the things that I think we do well, uh, I think we're not afraid to take chances. And I think that's important in this day and age. I think we, you know, too often we stick with something a little too long maybe, or, um, you know, best practices, not always educating ourselves in best practices. And so I'm really proud of our coaching staff and our athletic, our athletic department for always making that a priority. How can we be better? How can we be the better version of and while serving our student athletes and our families? Um, I think we, are trying to set standards. I think we want to be that school that people go, How do you do that? You know, what's the difference there? How does that happen? I know it's a big goal, but it is a goal for us. We want to be um, one that people look at and go, They've got it going on over there at Lipscomb Academy. <laughs> and so, you know, that's probably another. And I think the thing I'm most proud of is that we've taken a, an intentional approach for the, to see the holistic needs of our student athletes. And so we're one of very few schools across the nation that have a registered dietitian on staff that talks about nutrition with our student athletes. We have um, a very educated athletic training staff. We have three strength and conditioning coaches, um, two who are dedicated to our non-football players, which you don't always see, Um, we have You know counseling we have a dedicated academic um, coach who is here to help them reach their academic goals you'll always hear me say student athlete because that's important to us that student comes first and we want them to be prepared so when they walk off the graduation stage you know at the end of their 12th grade year that we can look and say we've done everything we can to prepare them The life beyond Lipscomb Academy. And so I think that we have done that or are doing it or certainly trying our best to do it uh, the best we can.
0: Wow, you make me want to go uh, and come to Lipscomb and and be a student or coach. Come to her. (laughs) Very good stuff. Okay. Um, uh, Again, for our listeners, we're visiting with Michelle York. She's a certified master athletic administrator, she's the associate head of school over athletics at Lipscomb Academy in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Of course, we want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they are on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They have a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com, or to learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589, or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we're visiting with Michelle York, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Michelle, uh, one of the questions we've been asking our ADs um, has to do with this idea of coaching toughness. A uh, hundred years ago, when I was in high school, uh, it was very common for my coaches to say something like, come on, Jake, you got to be tough, or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we knew what they meant. Um, I think over the years, uh, we've learned better ways to communicate that thought uh, because toughness is an important part of the athletic experience and for life. So my question is, how can an AD or a coach Um, help kids to develop toughness, while also being, you know, sensitive to the very real social-emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing? Uh, Do you have any advice for us?
1: That is such a great question. Um, I don't know how much advice I have, but I can tell you a little bit from my experience that I think that we all know the definition of toughness has changed right? And you just mentioned it in your example of what your coach might have told you back then, or maybe how you even say that now would be different. Um, I think helping, uh, our coaches, especially those who, um, you know, are in an older population, um, understand what the definition might mean to a student athlete now, as opposed to what they mean. So you get them to say, Hey, you need to toughen up. As soon as you say that, uh, that student athlete thinks one thing and that may be totally different than what our coach means. And so helping them um, reach common ground, you know, this, the definition of is important. What do I mean by that? Uh, I hear from coaches a lot, especially some older coaches, I feel like our kids no longer have grit, right? That's a, that's a big word right now. They don't have grit, they lack grit. Uh, but do they lack grit? I don't know, maybe some. Um, but what I would say is maybe we are dealing with a generation who has been encouraged to, in a positive and good way, uh, come into uh, light with their emotions. And so now you'll hear it's okay to cry. When you played, I bet it wasn't okay to cry. It wasn't when I played. <laughs> uh, you just didn't do that. And now uh, we are saying we're, we're that's an important part of who we are. It's showing the whole por- you know our whole self. It is helping others see our passions for what we do. And so making sure that that definition of grit or toughness or whatever uh, is the same from student athlete to coach. I think that's one one thing. I think the other thing is uh, really setting the expectations and communicating those out for what we want to see in our team. What do we wanna see in our student athletes? I heard a quote the other day uh, from someone that said you know, we teach them the acronyms, we teach them the SAT, you know, ACT, GPA, uh, we teach them the skill set that goes along with that, but we don't always teach them the attributes it takes to get there. And so it's really important as we communicate uh, to our student athletes what grit and toughness means to us as a coach, that we spell that out for them. You can't just say, I want you to be gritty. You have to say, this is what it looks like to me, Um, in these moments and this moment right here this is what I would have expected from you and so um, you know and then you mentioned the social emotional side I think it's so important for us to make sure that we are checking on our student athletes um, male and female Uh, it's a big responsibility we ask a lot of them we mentioned that the first thing in the podcast of everything that our student athletes, it's uh, put in front of them. You have to be a good student. You have to be a multi-sport athlete. You have to play club to be good at all of those multi-sports, right? You have to be a part of your youth group. You need to be dot, 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 you know? And so all of this is out there. And if we're not checking on them, you know, understanding where they are socially, emotionally, uh, with all of that, I think that that's now a new added uh, responsibility of our coaches and what we're asking of them. One of the great things I think that Lipscomb Academy started doing not in athletics, but just in school in general is starting advisory groups. And so every morning they get together with a group that's been predetermined with a teacher and just have touch points. And they have different things they talk about for 15 minutes. And it really is just a check-in, you know, hey, how are you doing today? You look like you're having a rough morning. You know let's take some time to talk about it and in our setting you know well let's pray about it let's get you started off on the you know right foot for the right day
0: Uh, you you covered so many points there they're they're all just excellent um you know communicating you know defining your terms you know letting the kids see that you know you're there the old cliche they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care it's so applicable that's why it's a cliche you know it's true Mm -hmm. So uh, very, very good stuff. Thanks so much for sharing your heart with that. Um, You know, you and I were talking, we've got a lot of common friends in uh, Tennessee, but uh, this has been great that now I can add you to my list of uh, friends and colleagues, but we're not done yet. Uh, We always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. We've already established you are a very experienced, very successful athletic director, but in just a moment, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. So uh, we're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack that sponsor our AD Toolbox segment. And then we're going to find out what Michelle York is going to put in her athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. Of course, we want to thank Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack also connects you with the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Once again, welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. We've been visiting with Michelle York of Lipscomb Academy. She's a certified master athletic administrator, but now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. Michelle what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: Jake, this is one of my favorite questions that you ask all of your ADs, and I really loved um, and learned a lot from what I've heard, you know, on your previous podcast from what they've shared, so I don't know that mine will be new or, um, you know, life-changing. Uh, I do think about that AD, though. You mentioned a new AD, and I think about Um ADs now, I think the lifespan of an AD is three and a half years, they say. And so I'm hoping what I mentioned in the toolbox will expand that lifespan for them because I do think it's so important to their first three years of success uh, to have a couple of these things. One we've already mentioned is the LTI courses. I still call them LTC courses. That's what they used to be. Uh, but the LTI courses, um, everything from organization to risk management, to, as you already mentioned, partnering with parents, those just give you the confidence and success uh, that you can have those conversations um, well within your organization. And I think it really sets you up for success with your um, head of school or your boss, uh, so to speak that you have the training that you need um, to be successful. And so I just think that's really important for those uh, young ADs and not even young in age, but just young in experience as you head into uh, the athletic director world. I will say that I also think as a female AD um, who is rare in a male driven profession Um, I think it's so important for us to be able, for me to be able to sit at a table and have conversation about my knowledge of turf fields is important with my coaches and important to my administration that I have that knowledge and experience and so there's all kinds of classes that I think help but certainly if you're a young or new female AD I would tell you I think it's even more important for you to be able to uh, sit at that table and sometimes you're the only female at the table and to be able to speak into those areas. Um, The second one I would say um, is build a team around you. Not only your team of assistant athletic directors and coaches, but your mentors and those that you know in your area. Uh, We have several athletic directors around here who I constantly pick their brains. I have athletic director friends back in uh, Indiana and through the Um, case network that I'm a part of for Christian school athletic administrators. Uh, We pick each other's brains all the time. And, you know, are you dealing with this issue? What's your thought here? How about this new program? Uh, Build a team around you. You need someone to be able to speak to, to share with outside of your organization um, that's going to build you up and be there for you being an AD is tough. It's, uh, there's some tough moments there and you need someone to be able to bounce that off of. And so second one, I'd say build your team. And the third one I'd say, uh, celebrate your victories, but don't stay there long. It's really important to celebrate with your community and your coaches and your student athletes, but always have that vision uh, ready to move to the next thing. And um, what does that mean for your organization and your team Uh, define success for them and define it well. Um, Success in my book is not all all about winning on the scoreboard. Uh, It's about who we are and how we live that out in front of our student-athletes and our kids and uh, parents and fans, officials, you know, everyone around us. So those would probably be my top three.
0: Well, I I love them all. I really love that uh, one is a reminder to celebrate the success. You know, so many times, you know, the the routine of the job, the minutia of the job can weigh you down and, you know, get out there, you know, go to those games, go to those practices, see the kids, you know, see your coaches. Great, great stuff. Uh, again, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain, and I think you should, listeners, uh, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you?
1: Uh, Email is always the best way, M W York at lipscomb.edu. All right.
0: And again, uh, remember that Michelle is uh, in Nashville. So she's going to be, uh, uh, let's say, an unofficial uh, host and tour guide for all things Nashville at the uh, 2022 uh, NADC conference. So uh, Michelle York, thanks so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Jake, thanks so much for having me. It's been an honor to be here and get to share and uh, just wish you well as you continue this. This is such a vital platform for us. So thank you for what you're doing.
0: Oh, gosh, thank you so much for those kind words. Uh, For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of all of our interviews are uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, Also, we'll make this announcement today, the very first time, uh, probably in the next month or so, uh, we're going to have a brand new website that you can go directly to, the EducationalADPodcast.com. It's not active yet, uh, but you'll be able to go there. Uh, and hear our most current episode. You'll be able to hear all the episodes in our library. There'll be a direct link to our YouTube channel. So uh, the Anchor and Apple Podcast, all those will still be available, but we're hoping the new website will make it even easier. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.